this is uh, John Ryan, and uh, joining me from Skern, Denmark, is uh, Greenlander Maxwell Fredrickson and Canadian Jackson Howden. And uh, this is part two of our podcast. Uh, first part, got to know each of these uh, young men a little bit better, how they got involved with handball. Now we're going to talk uh, a little bit of controversy, a little bit of, I think, uh, hopefulness for the future. But uh, as, as many people are probably aware, uh, the uh, Pan American Team Handball Federation was split in two uh, with a uh, North American and Caribbean Caribbean, Caribbean Handball Confederation, the, the NAC HC, if you will, and then the, the Sky HC, which is a, a South and Central America Handball Confederation. So they're split in two, which uh, I think was a really good move, uh, one that I think that should have been done a long time ago, um, and has set up a, a new, new grouping of nations, uh, give us a little bit more focus avoid avoid trips down to South America and South America avoiding trips up north although uh, Maxwell were you there for the 2018 uh, uh, Pan American ha championships no I was actually not there oh Denmark the, the biggest sporting event in Greenland history and you, you didn't get to see it no I was living in Denmark and I got injured a year prior to that. So I didn't get to any assemblies with the team. So, wow! What I, I watched a lot of those games online. That was that was quite the event. Did did yeah. you get a chance to see some of those games, Jackson? No, <clears throat> um, I didn't get to see them. I've, I've watched them all now afterwards, but I never saw them live. That, that was quite an atmosphere that they had there, wasn't it? It was a great atmosphere. I could even feel the atmosphere from from watching it live stream. Oh. Yeah, it was that get game against Chile for uh, third place and to go to the world championships. What a match! What an ending! Uh, yeah, I don't. I and I interviewed uh, Minik Dalhog afterwards, and to have a podcast about that where we talk about the game and a little bit about handball in Greenland. But what a match! I mean, that was something. Um, you know, Greenland unfortunately came up short, but. Uh, Wow, what a what a hard fought match from uh, you know a, a Greenland side that that gave it their all and, and took a pretty solid Chile team right down to the wire, um, and maybe that's a good segue for the discussion because uh, um, uh, unfortunately the uh, the North American Championships. Uh, never took place due to COVID. And um, the IHF made the decision um, to, uh, to grant the United States uh, a slot at the world championships. And that, that's caused a little bit of uh, uh, ill feeling, I think, uh, with uh, some of our North American uh, friends and neighbors. Um, Personally, I, I, I like the move. I think it was a smart move from a business standpoint. Um, I also think that the U.S. team is a lot more competitive than we've had. But let, that's my opinion. I've written about it. Um, you know, let's get, 
let's get your guys' opinion. Why don't we, why don't we first go with Jackson and, 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 and uh, uh, how you feel about the, the whole situation? Um, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you there on the business side. It was the right decision. Just the population is so big and the U.S. is going to host the Olympics in 2028. Like, I see it from the business side. I would have made that decision as well. But just kind of from the sportsmanship side where everyone deserves a chance and anything can happen, it's, it seems a little bit unfair. And in Canada, we were ready to go, like, moments notice. I was ready to get on a plane and go wherever I needed to go. And just that day where you heard that the IHF just said, yeah, no tournament, we're just going to send the U.S., it was a little bit demoralizing, I'd say. But – I'm still 19. I'm still like, I turned 20 in two weeks here. So I still have the U19 or the U21 tournament this year coming up in the junior Pan Ams. So it's not as big as a deal as it would be for Maxwell, I'd say, but. Yeah. So I also see the same thing, you know, business wise, smart move. Um, it's a, it's great for the handball, I would say to take us because the, like Jackson said, the population is so big and, you know, they have some really interesting, like, athletes, if you can say so. Like, if you look at the NFL and the NBA, we see some athletes who are capable of really, like, great stuff. So it's really exciting. But sportsman-wise, again, I feel like it's really disappointing because every one of us have had the dream, you know, to go to the World Cup. And sports is all about, you know, giving everyone a chance if they can prove themselves. So, for instance, like like you said in the previous podcast, we, you know, we've been beating the U.S. quite a bit. So if you look at that and they kind of say, we're just going to pick U.S. instead of the best rated team, if you could say so, it feels a, li- a bit unfair because we only see okay, it's only money involved. There's not really anything else going on like with the sport. So we don't feel like they prove themselves, you know, to get the spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think all three of us can agree that the best way to decide who to go is to do it on the court. I, I think we can get a, a big head nod on that. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I-, I guess one of the things that, that bothered me a little bit in the, in the Danish the Danish media and a few other places as well. Um, and there's, there's no argument. I mean, you've guys beaten Greenland has beaten us nine times in a row. We haven't beaten you guys since the very first match. I think we played back in 1998. Um, and we haven't played Greenland since 2016, I believe. And uh, we haven't played Canada since well, we, we played Canada, the Pan Am uh, qualifiers in, 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 in 2018. And we also played Canada at the North American Championships in 2018. Um, Greenland didn't have to go to that because you guys were hosting the final tournament. But the, we, the U.S. basically changed our roster uh, 75 to 80% between the North American Championship and the uh, qualifiers for the Pan Am Games. And the big part of that change was a lot of dual citizens that are 
playing it at pretty high levels in in Europe. Um, and uh, I don't know, Jackson, if you if you had a chance to see both of the U.S. Canada games at the Pan Am qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen those games. Yeah, I also and, know quite a few guys on the. I'm sorry, I talked over you there. Can you repeat? Yeah, I know. I've seen all those games and I know quite a few of the dual citizen guys that are playing over here in Europe. So we, yeah. yeah. Well, would, would you argue that that, that the current USA team is a better team than Canada? Would you agree with that assessment? I would say that at, yeah, at the senior level, for sure. I would say they beat us. I would say it might even be a, I I would still argue it'd probably be a close game just because I bet you I think Canada and Greenland would have better chemistry on the court just because we've been playing together and the U.S. is more of just like a bring all the best players together and hope they can play. <laughs> well, that's, that's one way of looking at it. I, you know, I agree with you there. I mean, for sure, especially Greenland and some of the, the, the many years those guys have been playing together, there's going to be better chemistry. Also with Canada, um, to, to the not to the level of Greenland um, and, and honestly I think a Greenland USA match would be very interesting right now um, I I think it would be a close game but and, and of course I'm biased I think I think we have a, a little bit better team right now um, but I, I understand why somebody from Greenland would say hold on a second not not true that's where I'm yeah, I would say I wouldn't agree to that. I, from my standpoint, we still have a better team. Like, yeah. if you look at how many years people have been playing handball, all that knowledge is so valuable on a on a field. So it's like, if you look at that only, I would say we are so, so we are so solid of a team that we could beat them like at any time. There's no question in my mind. That's how. Than I am in my national. Yeah. Team. If I if I had to look at it, I would say I think the U.S. would beat Canada nine times out of ten. Yeah, I think so. That that doesn't mean that one out of ten couldn't happen. Um, and exactly. and I and I and I think Greenland. It, it's really hard to say because um, we haven't played. You haven't really seen how the teams would match up. I would say it's probably, this is just my informed opinion. I would say probably 60, 40 us. Um, but I, I can understand why, why somebody from Greenland would say, no, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's, you know, some of the, some of the comments, um, articles made it, made it imply that it was, uh, it was it was a foregone conclusion that Greenland would beat the U.S. and and, and I, that's simply not true right now. Just the way we we've, we've beefed up our roster with some quality dual citizens, and I'm just bummed that we couldn't play it on the court because it would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, and those were just the teams along with Puerto Rico that were willing to participate in the tournament. Um, I guess they, 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 they were looking at having in Puerto Rico. The, the North American Confederation was kind of, 
I wouldn't say secretive, um, but I'm, I'm not sure whatever happened in those negotiations. What were some of the, were you guys being told you, Jackson, you mentioned you were ready to go anywhere to go play. What were some of the rumors, if you will, that you were hearing? Yeah. So um, we, after November 2nd, they canceled that tournament that was supposed to, supposed to happen November 2nd. Our high performance director just kind of said they're like, they're looking at things that might be held in Europe. It might be held down in Uruguay with the other tournament. And like they had to make a decision by like, I think it was November 13th or something. They had to make it the Friday or Sunday, November 13th. And you just had, we had just had to be ready to go kind of at a moment's notice for a, a qualifying tournament. I think that was the same for Maxwell. They were just, we were told that it might be in Europe. It might be in Uruguay. They just, no one has any idea. I was saying, you know, let's play it in Denmark or in, in Flensburg. We have a, a one player down in Flensburg. You're shaking your head, Jackson. What? No, I, no, I don't think I was. <laughs> no, I'm shaking my head like, yeah, we should play it in Denmark. Play yeah. it in Germany. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't have to travel back across the sea <laughs> and back and forth. <laughs> well, and, and that's the way I looked at it. It's very easy for, uh, in fact, that's basically how you have to get to Denmark. Most of the time you have to travel through, I mean, to get to Greenland, you have to travel through Denmark. And we already had most of our players in Europe. Um, honestly, traveling to Denmark would have been easier for the U S team than, than traveling to Puerto Rico. <laughs> and, and I think, I think probably the same for the other teams, except for Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure why, why that didn't materialize, but, uh, you know, like I said, unfortunately we didn't, we didn't get to play the game on the court. Um, and I should also mention, I think Cuba right now has the best team in North America. I don't know if you guys have, have watched Cuba online, but they have a very talented side. I've never seen Cuba play, so I cannot comment on that. Yeah. They got uh, they got a they got a player playing in the first division in France. They've got a sprinkling of players all over Europe, and um, you know historically a lot of them have obtained citizenship in, in different European countries uh, because that's how they, they had to they had to sneak out of Cuba to go play in Europe, and then they they were not allowed to play for Cuba anymore. So a lot of them you know got Spanish. Uh, 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 citizenship. Uh, Carlos Perez had Hungarian uh, citizenship. The the goalie for Portugal. I don't know if you guys have seen Quintana play. He's a pretty damn good goalie, and he's Cuban. So there's a um, wow. I, and I guess, I guess the, you know segue. Um, you know it's a shame we didn't get to play championship this time around, but. I'm telling you, the next time we do have a championship, it is going to be a battle uh, amongst the teams that uh, we've been discussing here. Are you guys looking forward to uh, that possibility? Yes. Oh, yeah. We talk about me, me and him, me and Max go at each other all the time about yeah. it just because yeah. it'll be such an experience uh, for me, at least, to play. I hope for Max to play against each other after we have lived with each other for two years now. Yeah. 
that will be a, that will be a showdown for the ages. Uh, and maybe, maybe with, uh, yeah. you know, championship possibilities, you know, going to the world championship, uh, on the line. Um, one, one side point, uh, and I don't know if you guys are aware of it, when they did the North-South split, they gave four world championship spots to South America and just one to North America. Um, I don't think that's a fair split. What do you guys think? I mean, I again, sportsmanship, it's probably not fair, but Historically, those teams down in South America have been able to compete with European nations and people from North America really, they've almost been walkover games for European nations. So I see in the skill department why they would give four slots down there, but I still like to grow the sport. You need more teams from North America to go. So. Yeah. I totally agree to that. Like the split seems really unfair, but then again, you know, the competitive side is on the south. So, I mean, we have, like you, like you said yourself, they're, like, U.S. are coming with, like, a, an interesting roster. Cuba has an interesting roster, but it's not something we have seen. So, for them to decide if we have multiple spots or the only, you know, the one spot, it's really hard to say because the competitive side of it has been so low. Well, I would argue... Brazil and Argentina, there's, you know, they're head and shoulders above. Chile has also been making some noise. You know, they, they knocked off uh, Brazil um, at the, at the, uh, at the Pan Am games, which was, which is a surprise. And yeah, you know, you can extrapolate there. Chile had to take overtime to beat Greenland. Chile beat Brazil. Maybe, you know, they're better, but maybe not as much better as we think. Um, I, I think that the split probably should have been three and two. And uh, perhaps you guys are a little bit miffed that the USA got a slot. But in order to make that argument more effectively, we need a, we need a good U.S. Uh, performance at the World Championships to argue that, hey, yeah. we should get another slot. Um, yeah, but there's even a, though don't the US, don't the U.S. have a wild card spot at the next one in the 2025 one, which opens up kind of a second spot for North America? That's, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought about that, but it's actually uh, 2025 and 2027. 2023, we don't get a slot. Um, there's an interesting matchup in the President's Cup, potential matchup. Um, which would be USA versus Uruguay. I think that on the whole, the US, Cuba, and Greenland can beat Uruguay, I think. And Uruguay got the fourth, got the fourth slot. Somehow Uruguay beat Chile. I don't know exactly what happened in that match, but Uruguay is a, is a step down um, from Brazil, Argentina, and Chile. I think that we have a better uh, team and that might be a, a big matchup where, you know, it, it's kind of a statement, you know, in terms of uh, future world championship places. Yeah. Um, now here's another topic. And I think, I think this, this one might be of interest to you guys 
in the training situation that you have. Um, are you familiar with the uh, Forum Club handball support to uh, U.S. players in terms of placement with uh, pro teams? Um, I isn't that the thing where uh, clubs clubs get an extra monetary supplement if they have U.S. players with them? There is. There's there's a there's compensation uh, with the with the pro club. They essentially get a, a heavily discounted or free player on their roster. Yeah. Um, if they, if they take, if they take an American in with their program. Um, and, um, depending, depending on the case with, with the athletes we've sent, um, they probably would not be with the club where they are and in the training environment that they have without that program. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I look where you guys are talking about, Hey, you know, we've, we, we've moved over here to Denmark to train and be better players, but we're playing at a little bit lower level and the, and the practices aren't consistent. And, uh, uh, I would guess that's a program you guys would be interested in extending to other countries. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that, if that, that can be done, but for certain, for sure, that's a, that's an advantage. Uh, um, Ty Reed is in Flensburg now and he's playing with their second team, but he also gets practices with the first team, which has really got to be, uh, be beneficial, um, to him. What do you, what do you guys think about opening that up to Canada, Greenland and other nations? Think that something should be done? Yeah, I mean, it opens a huge possibility for players to, you know, start to take the sport even more serious than they, than they do. And also, yeah, it's like for, for developing players, I think it would be really great for both of the countries, especially for the national team. Like no matter how high the level is, just to get an extra player away, you know, overseas and play on a different level, get more matches, it will have a, you know, yeah, a big saying, yeah, a huge benefit. Yeah, no. yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think more players from, more players from Canada would come if there was like, they could play at higher level clubs because the issue I'm finding is that players just come here and they get like so mentally defeated because the practices aren't what they want them to be. And it's just because they're, their experience and their skill level isn't where it needs to be. But if there was like that extra kind of push to say, Hey, take them, we'll kind of pay you guys to train them. I bet you a lot more players would kind of start coming over. Yeah. I look at it as a a helping hand, if you will, um, to, to take into account the, um, even in Greenland, a a nation that's, that's very passionate about handball. what, What you described Maxwell is like, Hey, um, you know, a full up quality practice, what you're getting in Denmark compared to what you get in Greenland, just, just cause population wise, just cause, you know, training wise, you can't, can't even really play games. Um, you, you have players that they may be a certain age, but they really haven't developed like they, they would have in Europe just because they didn't have the opportunities. Yeah. And some of the players in a really young age, like people call 
they still would say you you know this guy would have a has a great potential but because of the environment and because of you know the lack of drive if you can say so for competitive you know handball it's so low that they kind of get pushed away from it and started to do other stuff you know start to work instead of playing handball and you know the interest kind of goes away so i think it would be something really interesting you know to keep developing players well, any, any thoughts on where the next championship should be for uh, North America? I'm, I, I, I kind of think it'd be cool if it was in the U.S., just in U.S. soil. Or, uh, but I'm almost confused on why they didn't host it in the U.S. Or I know why they didn't host it in Canada because we had that two-week quarantine rule. But in the U.S., the U.S. didn't seem to really have much of a quarantine rule. And, you know, I'm not – not a hundred percent sure, but you know, definitely. I mean, even in the, the NHL hockey, uh, you know, the teams had no problem coming down to play, play, play in that tournament. Um, you know, the U S you know, I, and I know we're a big country and we have on paper, a lot of resources, but our, our federation is pretty crack cash strapped. And, um, one of the issues that has always impacted us is with the Pan American rules. Um, there's a set amount that's charged per hotel, and hotels in the U.S. can be expensive. Yeah. And if we were to host a tournament, we'd be going in the hole right off the bat just to have the teams come visit because we would have to pony up that money in terms of hosting i don't know if the north american um confederation can um uh, maybe reconsider the rules that the pan-american federation had um the same rules that apply to like the ihf trophy uh probably Probably. yeah i'm not sure exactly what the but but see the ihf the ihf comes in and, and helps pay for quite a bit of that so I don't. I think that's one of the reasons why it was financially feasible for us to host the tournament. I know that when we hosted the beach championships, we started as a lot at a loss because of that, because of the per player per day um, hotel cost was substantially lower than what you could get for a hotel cost in the San Diego area. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure Greenland had the same sort of thing when they hosted as well. Um, and they even had that charter flight to, to get people, um, you know, up to that, up to that tournament. Um, I think there was some special financial deal that was cut in order to make that, uh, feasible for the teams to, uh, um, travel to Greenland to play. Um, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of North American tournaments have been in Mexico. Uh, I think the uh, the president of the confederation is Mexican and he's he's linked in with the Olympic Committee there and they can get that facility in Mexico City. Um, I don't know if it's free, but dramatically lower cost to house athletes and stuff to to have them participate in that tournament. Um, and um, I, I think it, I think it would be good to mix it up a little bit and to have it in the U S or in, in Canada or even back in Greenland. 
maybe, maybe wait a couple, couple, uh, couple cycles to get back up there. Um, here's kind of a, a crazy thought that, that I had. Um, what's the beach handball situation in Canada and Greenland? Uh, I mean, I was never introduced to beach handball in Greenland. And it's because we don't really have any beaches. So there's no way to really go and play for fun if you want to do that. So, <laughs> so I was actually introduced to it here in Denmark. So, so yeah. Yeah. And this summer when I was back at home, uh, Mike actually set up like a kind of like a mini beach handball league that we played on beach volleyball courts. And there was like four teams that just played once a week. And that's how I kind of got started. And, I loved it. And now they're saying there's a tournament in Toronto or Eastern Canada this summer. I have no information about that, but they asked me if I wanted to play and I was like, I got nothing better to do. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I, you know, and, and Maxwell, this may sound crazy, but if you look at uh, uh, what American Samoa did in qualifying for the youth Olympic games, and I think there's maybe, 25,000 people in American small. I'm not, I'm not really sure off the top of my head. Um, believe it or not, they had to import sand because I guess their Island is volcanic. They don't really have Sandy beaches. They had to, they had to find sand somewhere to put it some, you know, and and I think the one place they practice isn't anywhere near a beach. Um, um, but because it's uh, now that you've played a little bit, you know, you, you just you need a fewer fewer quality players. I mean, it's a um, let's put it like this: if Greenland put their mind to it, I think you guys could probably put together a pretty solid team fairly quickly. And yeah. with fewer players, it's something that you guys could rise to the top. It's true, you know. You know, it doesn't require a full roster like of 16 players. and But I think the big issue is getting the sand to Greenland and set up, you know, <laughs> the fields. Because, you know, everything is already imported. So just it's play, like... <laughs> just play snow handball. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll start playing it on the snow. Uh, obviously, obviously, you'd have to have, you'd have to play it inside somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, but during the summer you could actually do it outside, but you can only do it for so long, and then this, it starts to get cold and you know yeah. snow. So it's like it's it's quite hard. It, it, you know it's it like I said it sounds it sounds crazy, but if if the decision was to, to try and put together a good team, I bet you guys would be competitive and. Uh, um, you know, the opportunity to go to a world championship might actually um, be a little bit simpler than one might envision. Um, yeah. And competing against other nations is also easier since it's not professionalized. Um, you're not going to be going up against uh, Mikhail Hansen and you know, Ras- Rasmus Slaga or whatever, you know, you're going to have uh, uh, um, other guys that are just doing it mostly for fun, working hard, but they're not, they're not getting paid to do it. And, and that's one of the reasons why the U S has come become fairly competitive on the world stage uh, quickly. 
So, um, and the other aspect of that is, is I think part of the reason uh, with the North American Confederation is if you look at all of the island nations in the Caribbean, um, it's going to be real tough for them to um, get competitive on the Senate seven on seven side. Um, but beach handball might make sense for them, you know, if, especially if you're looking at a nation like uh, St. Kitts and uh, Nevis, uh, which is, which is small, small population. They, are, they also have advantage of it uh, being a little bit warmer there, I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Maxwell, another question for you. One of the, one of the biggest beefs I had with the IHF and their announcement was sure. their, uh, they talked about the U S having the best record at the Pan Am games, which I thought was really tone deaf because Greenland cannot participate in the Pan Am games. What's your thoughts about, um, full independence for Greenland and then also, you know, being able to compete, um, uh, in the Pan Am games and the Olympic games. My thoughts on that. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know where to put it. Uh, I've never really thought about it in, in that way. Cause we always, we, we always knew that at some point in sports, we can't represent two teams because Denmark is essentially a second team. So, that's why we go to, you know, the Norca to qualify to get the spot for the World Cups and because we can't participate in the European Cups where Denmark is also there. So, but when you look at this in, in sports in general, we have some few uh, athletes who represent Denmark in some areas. And in that way, of course, it's really hard for them, you know, everyone knows they're from Greenland, but from outside viewers, they wouldn't know. They would just think, oh, it's just a part of the Danish national team or the Norwegian or what it is. So for us to get our independence, it could be really cool. It could be something amazing, I would say, because everyone wants to represent, you know, their own nation. And you have a certain pride to represent it in show them what you're capable of. And I think that part is also has something to say with how the sports are going in general, because it's so hard to, you know, get the outside to see what Greenland is capable of, because we can't really compete here in Europe, for instance. So if that were to happen, I think a lot of players would start to play even more so we can, you know, show the rest of the world, hey, Greenland, we are here. We're a small population, but we have a heart for sports. So everywhere you go in Greenland, you see kids playing with balls. And if you go into the halls, everyone is just playing handball or soccer or what it is. So I think it would be really, it would be mind blowing if we got our independence and were able to go ourselves. Yeah. Well, it would certainly, it would certainly, if you had to look at where you guys could theoretically qualify, you know, for the Olympics, um, in, in Iceland, you know, uh, a bigger Faroe Islands, if you will, you know, with 300,000 people, you know, they, they were the darlings, uh, 
I want to say the 2012 Olympics when they got the silver medal uh, in handball, um, you know, with, within Europe. So if you, if you look in the context of how Europe is the the top spot for handball, how they uh, have been able to compete over the years with a dramatically smaller population, it's not hard to envision um, a golden generation, if you will, of Greenland players, you know, being born at the right time, coming together and uh, challenging for, for a spot at a Pan Am Games. So, uh, well, I'm getting a message that my internet connection is, is unstable. Um, So maybe we should, uh, (laughs) should wrap this up. (laughs) It's, it's been great talking to you guys. I think this is a, is a fun story. Uh, uh, you guys becoming friends and, uh, in Denmark and, and playing handball and, and hopefully, uh, we'll get a chance to see you guys on the court, um, 2020, uh, senior yeah. championships. Uh, I guess, uh, Jackson, you've got, you said you had a tournament coming up. When, when is that? Or is that still kind of nobody knows because of, uh, delays? Uh, it's, we don't really know, but like, uh, the, the, I'm still of age to play at the junior world championships. So we have to qualify for, with IHF trophy or the North American championships, which has to happen sometime before July. And then we have the junior Pan American games in September too. Junior Pan American games. Yeah. I think it's the first time it's happening. It's in uh, Cali, Colombia in like September, September Hmm. 7th or something. So, so this is a, um, it wouldn't be an international handball federation event. It'd be more of an Olympic event. That's what I'm trying to, now, now that we've split into two federations, a, a junior Pan Am games, I'm not sure how that, uh, how that works. I'm, you know, I couldn't tell you how it works either. I've just been told that there's a junior Pan American games happening in Columbia in September. And huh. they were asking me if I was interested in well, my name to... on the short list to go to that. And I said, well, I left. Yeah. I from what I know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of odd because it's players from 2000 to 2001. Plus you can have three players from 1999 or something. There was some weird rule regulation for ages, but. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a whole other, whole other can of worms. You're going to have to have a woman's, a woman's uh, Pan American championships this year because the women's world championship, they're going to have to qualify some teams for that. And uh, who knows when and where that tournament will be, yeah. but it's got to take place sometime next year. Um, we just have to get over this. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I think we kind of have to, yeah, I think it has to happen. I don't think it's fair that two two tournaments in a row, the IHF just kind of decides who goes. I think this for the women's at least, they kind of have to force a tournament. Well, and, and it would be a tougher argument for our women's team to say we're the best. Um, it would uh, yeah. it, it it would be uh, it would be more of a stretch. Um, so hopefully that will take place, and that might be the. Uh, the first major North American event, and hopefully it will take place this summer. 
once we get this vaccine out and everybody's back to playing handball and 2020 is just a bad taste in everyone, <laughs> everyone's mouths. So, anyway, guys, it's been, it's been great talking to you. So uh, yeah. for Jackson Howden and Maxwell Fredrickson, I'm John Ryan. You've been listening to the Team Handball News podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>